1: Jeff Calkins is columnist at the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's your day going? I'm good, Gabe. Um, how was the job presser? I, I I I liked the
0: question you asked. I liked the answer he gave. Yeah, I thought it was fundamentally pretty uneventful. Honestly. Yep. Um, and I was trying to think about, like, it, it, very different than the last one. Um, in some good ways, uh, and in and in the last one, well, first of all, it's just a better setting. They didn't try to do it courtside, so it wasn't this sort of everyone pressed up against him sort of thing. It was a it was at a podium, and that was much more uh, reasonable. Um, but there were definitely moments in the last one where he was. Um, Somewhat defiant or yep. uh, shrugging off responsibility or bristled. I would say that's a good word. He bristled at the idea that he was at a drinking problem or that he, that there were, uh, in particular, when people asked him, I think it was me actually that time too, about sort of other incidents around town, and, you know, that's referring to all the things we've heard, all the things that have been reported, and he shot back that I didn't say I did anything wrong, you know, with, like, there was a little bit of, um, you know, lack of contrition, um, last time. And I didn't sense any of that this time at all, really. Um, but what it was notable for, to me was, is how sort of blunt matter of fact, short clipped his answers were. This was not jaw. And I don't know what I expected. This was not jaw, you know, coming forth and offering an apology to the city and to uh, the fans and to everyone for the ways, you know, he was basically just saying, I made mistakes. Um, I leaned on on my teammates um, and I'm ready to get back to basketball. And that was fine. I thought that was fine. I think some of it's because of the distance between when it all happened and now, like he really is just ready to get back to basketball. As I said in my column, I thought the most sort of, unguarded moment was Mike Sadie was actually asking, he says, you know, it's been a long time and now you're only three days away from, or whatever, a few days away from returning. And they, as soon as he said that, a few days away from returning, Ja whistled. And it was like, like just hearing those words, it was finally, it was sinking into him that my God, I'm just a few days away from returning. And that was the sort of spontaneous, he's just eager to get back to basketball. And this was something he had to get through um, to get back to basketball. But he certainly wasn't just like opening up his soul to people. And if that's what you expected, you were disappointed, but neither was he also pushing back from any sense yep. that
1: this was his responsibility. Yeah, and uh, your question about his uh, the responsibility he felt to his teammates with now that they're 6 and 17 and they've been struggling without him. I thought that was relatively intrusive as well. Like is that's the one thing you want to see him sort of be affected by because ultimately the decisions he made didn't just affect John Morant, they affect the franchise, they affect his family, they affect the city of Memphis, they affect a lot of other things and that's the one lesson you hope he takes from the entire process. Of, uh, of 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 this this suspension and everything else he's gone through.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you were going to quibble with the press conference as a performance, and again, I thought it was fine, good, did what he had to do, whatever. I, I might say, well, like, I actually thought he might have offered that up before someone asked him about it specifically. You know, like it's been really hard to watch my players. No one would, you know. Right. And instead, it was a response to my question. Did it? You know, has it pained you? Uh, to see your the losses stacking up, but yes, he did say yes. It has, and he did seem sincere when he said yes. It has, Pain me uh, to watch that because, yeah, I mean, it, he, he is not wholly responsible right. for this mess. But if he had played, would have been a lot better uh, in these twenty-five games. I would say they would they would be in either playoff contention or play. They would be right now if the season ended today they'd be at the very least in the play-in. Right, right. Yeah. If he had been playing. And they probably would have been in the playoffs. So um so he is not wholly responsible for what has happened, but he, he's a big chunk of it. Um and so um yes, it's good that he recognizes that. You know, in the end, he said this thing he said, you know, he said that he's he's protecting his peace. And and I, I thought it was nice that people Held off, like not his peace, but his peace. <laughs> he's, he's protecting his peace. And I really got the sense that maybe this is just me being optimistic. Just the way he talked about it, I just, what I hope, I guess, is that he's relying on his inner circle. His teammates have drawn close around him. He knows how he has to be. He knows who is, you know, and, 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 and that he's relying on them and on and on what matters and all of that stuff. And it doesn't matter if he tells the world about it. He doesn't have to talk about whether he meditates. Right. You know, he didn't mention the word therapy, but he didn't go on and on about therapy or about the process. I think if he is – part of maybe protecting his peace is protecting his whole the, – the, the way that he goes about finding his peace from us. Like he doesn't have to share everything with everybody. You know, and so um, if he is just, and it's one of the things that that Drew Hill wrote about um, when he wrote the piece about Munford is that he's just relying on the people close to him um, to do the right things. And I don't know, I do find, maybe I'm a sap, but I find that I am optimistic. If I'm just evaluating how I feel in my heart, someone commented on my column, I'm trying to be optimistic, Jeff, but I'm kind of struggling. And I'm like, I'm actually not right I actually am optimistic um it's, It shouldn't be that hard. All he has to do is play basketball because he's sensational at it and and just you know stay off of social media uh, It doesn't mean he can't drink, just like do it in the you know sh- show the same kind of discretion that hundreds of other n b a players show right? right when when they're going about doing or having fun the way they're having fun. Um, so I am, I find myself not just because of this press conference, but I think the press conference helped. I find myself optimistic.
1: Um, what, what, what's your sense? And what do you think like the Grizzlies thought process is, And obviously I know it's hard to say, but like when when we talk about some of the reasons he got out of control and he, he put himself in this position, he talked about feeling like the weight of the world was on his shoulders, like his return to play. Do you think that they're going to, you know, tinker with minutes and, um, try to keep that, that pressure from being on him early? Or do you think it's just going to be business as usual? Like, I, I have gone back and forth on that. I sort of wonder their thought process.
0: No, I don't think... I mean, the the, the, the spotlight's going to be there. Of and course, no, they can no do doubt. I'm keeping it there at hell. It's on TNT, right? You know, like, this was... It is funny. Like, the NBA is like... We want Ja, we're doing everything we can to protect Ja and get him to be on the road to recovery, and we're really suspending you 25 games for your own good, and the first game back is on our (laughs) nationally televised broadcast. So, like, yeah, how much is it for your own good, you know? Um, So the spotlight's going to be there anyway. I think, I suspect they will treat his minutes, um, however they treat his minutes, it will be because of his health. um, You know, the need to ramp up any basketball player, the way you would ramp up any basketball player, and then the need to integrate him into this team. I don't think it will have much to do with, you know, we're only going to play him 22 minutes as opposed to 32 minutes because we don't want the spotlight's going to be there no matter what. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that part of it um, will play into his deployment at all. Now I'm sure they are, getting asked for, um, hey, we'd love to do a sit-down with Ja, right? Who hasn't asked, right? Good Morning America has probably asked, right, in addition to national shows and whatever else. And so I suspect that access to him, both from his team and, uh, you know, I think access to him will be sort of, I think they'll do that, mindful of how much they want to let him just focus on basketball, I um, so I think that will be controlled in that way, but I don't think that his minutes will have but mu- right. that you know the spotlight will have much to do with his minutes.
1: And I think ultimately, and I've brought this up already today, I think you know when we're talking about play in playoffs and salvaging a season, I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about this team having some swagger again when Ja hits the floor. I mean, are you are you yeah. sort of on the same page there?
0: I mean, sure, it'd be nice to be back in contention. Of course, I'm worried of about course. two things. Two things. One. I think for the fans, it would be nice for basketball to be fun again. So I'm partly like, for the fans, players, whatever else, just some, you know, it would be nice to remember you're not the Detroit Pistons and you're not the San Antonio Spurs. Like, you have, this is fun, going to the FedEx Forum is fun, winning is fun, basketball is fun, we didn't really drop off the face of the earth. Um, So that's the first thing. Um, And then the second thing is, long-term this year, and I've said this before, I'd like to, at the end of the year, emerge feeling like whatever happens, whether you get into the play-in or not, or whether you get into the playoffs or not, that this team has shown from from Tuesday forward, they have demonstrated that they have the stuff. Sure, they got off to a slow start for all the reasons we know, but look out next year. Because they have shown from starting Tuesday forward, starting December 19th forward, I would like them to be, let's just do this. I don't see any reason, I, I believe this, why starting Tuesday going forward, if you just started the season then, they couldn't be a top-four team in the West. That's mm-hmm. what I'd like to see.
1: Yep, I hear you. I hear you. Now, uh, I know it's been eclipsed, but Dylan Brooks does return tonight, um, <laughs> and we're going to pass all our listeners off at 6.30 to pregame yeah. with Jessica Benson for Grizzlies versus Rockets. Um, but how would you describe tonight? Like, is it, Do you expect it to be fun? And obviously, I think the, the the you know if the Grizzlies have a chance to win, that could be a sort of a lot in in the way of fun if they have a chance to go pull that thing out. But do you expect tonight to be fun with Dylan Brooks returning to FedEx Forum?
0: Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I don't think it'll be better. I, I think right. it'll be fun in the way that you know, I mean, li- literally, they've had you know professional wrestling and they've incorporated into their show over there at FedEx Forum for years now, and it's just kind of that. It's a it's, Let's be honest. It's a reason to go to a game on Friday night before Ja is back. And if they could somehow win, you know, to beat Dylan, to beat the Rockets, to get at least one more win without Ja on the day when Ja spoke, I would think, you know, to and, and talked about returning, I would think if you could walk out of FedEx forum tonight with that experience, with the with the you know, thinking about Ja's return. Beaten Dylan got another win. That would be a pretty pretty excellent night, setting up for what could be a fun day tomorrow too.
1: Yeah, and I did like to see Dylan's sort of uh, responses to returning to Memphis. He had a good night's sleep in his house, and he said he liked seeing the. The city and familiar faces and familiar buildings and everything else. I mean, we've had some back and forth here between him and the organization and his thoughts on the Grizzlies organization as a whole. But, I mean, he, he, he liked the city. I don't think there's any question
0: he enjoyed his stay here. I mean, I remember watching Dylan. Um, you know, before the game, Dylan interacting with the fan. Like, Dylan was good. You know, like, like, here's the truth. Dylan is not a bad dude. He's just not like Dylan was nice to people. He was nice to the St. Jude kids. He'd sign autographs. He'd, you know, um, no, I don't think Dylan is a bad dude. I think honestly, I think at one point, I mean, we saw this last year. Um, I forgot the exact circumstance. I think Dylan was booed at one point or whatever. And someone asked him about the trade deadline. He said, I don't care. You know, you know, he snapped something like, I don't care. I think Dylan was hurt. You know, Dylan really did. And again, he certainly wasn't perfect. He had a huge part in, in the way this has ended. Um, probably the most significant part, both for the way that he, he played, um, particularly in the playoffs, missing too many shots, too many games, and then the things he said. Um, so that had a lot to do with it. Um, but he also had a lot to do with um, – you know, rebuilding this team as they went through the transition from the core four, um, you know, to the group that we you know, that we saw. And it'll be interesting to see once this team with Ja and Dez and Jaron and is really back up and going again, how much are they gonna miss Dylan? Like now you can't yep. even tell they missed Dylan because they missed everything, right? Yep. But how much was the edge that Dylan brought to that group a serious part of the identity, and can Marcus Smart replace that? I mean, these are questions that we sort of thought we would answer at the beginning of the year, but we've never been able to because everything has been such a disaster. Um, but it will be interesting to see because now Dylan is bringing that exact same stuff to Houston, and, of course, he's not the only reason. Fred Van Vliet's a lot of it and new coaches a lot of it, yep. but it seems to be working there just like it worked here.
1: Yep. Now talking with Jeff Calkins, at Jeff underscore Calkins, Daily Memphian columnist, also Jeff Calkins, show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. The Mikey Williams situation um, or conversation that was started today when we had him on these airwaves with Jason and John, Troy Owens, his his attorney, basically has said the University of Memphis is behind the scenes talking about whether he can play or not for uh, the Memphis basketball program. How much did, and I don't even know if we really discussed this, how much did the, the pleading down to a misdemeanor and sort of what, what transpired in the courtroom, how much did that change your thought process about him eventually or potentially suiting up with the Tigers?
0: Um, I, it changed it dramatically eventually. In other words, if he really does wait out the year, does what he has to do, and then next August, which is when this would happen, it, is, it, is, it becomes a misdemeanor. Um, at that point, all you can say is he has clearly paid a price. He sat out for a year, um, and and he's you know and he's done with the legal system required. Um, and so, if Penny wants to bring him in, I think Penny should be able to bring him in. It hasn't changed much, my opinion on whether he should join the team. Before then, first right. of all, for basketball reasons, they don't need him. Yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and then and then beyond that. Uh, let's let's let the, let's let it play out. Let's let him actually do all the things that the legal system is requiring of him, um, and then and then reevaluate. Now, I thought the most interesting thing that the lawyer said today. I mean, we knew that you know that 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 uh, I think the way it had been phrased previously was that it's up to the university. I think it's interesting. He said the university has formed a committee um, to look into this um to decide whether it would be appropriate to bring him in um uh and i think that's fascinating I, i'd be interested like it's the same committee did they look at naquan tomlin like, <laughs> right. and decide whether it'd be appropriate to bring him in because he had his own nothing 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 like that but we don't really know why naquan tomlin was booted out of kansas state so you wonder if you should just have a committee for any any uh any any student athlete with a with a possibly problematic background to look into something. But I thought that was, to me, was the most interesting bit of news. One, that they formed this committee, evidently, at least according to their lawyer, um, to look into it. And B, that Mikey would want to come play next year, even if he can't play this year. Now, I don't know whether that, that will actually emerge to be true, if that's the way it plays out, but interesting to hear those things
1: now you say you're hopeful about john and and what he's going to be like when he gets back on the floor and staying out of trouble the whole thing how hopeful you're about uh uh, tomorrow at 2 p.m tigers taking on clemson 13 team in the country
0: yeah you know my 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 disposition as a someone who grew up in buffalo is to worry about everything right (laughs) so i look at that matchup and i think my god they hit threes Yep. And I, and I look at that matchup and my God, they got a big, like one of the yep. best bigs in the country. And Malcolm can, what if he gets in foul trouble again after 11 minutes? Like y- you can see that they are a, in that way, a tough matchup. Jason Smith kind of won me over. He was on my show today and he was, he was, he was stipulate he was postulating, I guess is the right word that it actually could like, they're not particularly athletic. They don't turn you over. Memphis hasn't actually shot the ball as well as we thought. They were. They did shoot well against – they shot threes well against Texas A&M. But they have not consistently shot the ball as well as we thought they would when we saw them early. But back home, maybe they'll just shoot the hell out of the ball and run away from Clemson. Well, kinda and kinda and me, also – You can kind of me thinking that.
1: I think over
0: overarchingly, like we
1: came off that VCU OT win and we're like, okay – Tigers are struggling on the boards. They're giving up way too many offensive rebounds. Then they play a team in Texas A&M who hey, we thought was going to be a terrible matchup. Let's be honest. It leads, the, it leads the NCAA in offensive rebounds. They found a way around that. I don't see why they can't find a way around the, the strengths that Clemson poses. And I do, again, I, I just think it's nice to be at home finally. Because road right, basketball like. is just brutal
0: in college basketball. I think at home, I think they'll find inspiration in it. They'll play in a frenzied fashion. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a big crowd. It's going to be a loud crowd. And so, yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I okay. feel pretty good about it.
1: Good to hear. Now, um, did you watch Thursday Night Football last night? Uh,
0: Part of it. I don't know if anybody uh, made it okay. through the whole game. Uh, Sixty-three twenty-one. 21 Coaching barely made it through the whole game. Right? Brandon Stanley barely made it through the game. You know, games. I
1: know people were laughing at the Richard Sherman, you know, make history right. and fire him at halftime. I honestly, after that first half, was right there with him. <laughs> I, have no, I haven't I have seen a team quit on a coach like that in a long, long time.
0: It's, been, it's, it's really something it happens, isn't it? Like, you were about to say fantastic. Really Call from mom. Answer it.
1: Call silenced.
0: Like They've been wanting to get after the playoffs last year. right? Yep. It, it was sort of the last straw, it felt like, for a lot. Here's the problem. With a lot of these teams firing their coaches, and I don't think that's a problem for the Chargers, honestly. The Chargers have an advantage because when all these teams line up and, and, and need to hire new coaches, they are the only team looking for a head coach, because I don't think the Bills are firing McDermott, even if they miss the playoffs. They're the only team looking for a head coach that can tell potential candidates, here's your quarterback. We have, yep. we have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We can offer you the chance to coach him. Even the, even the, even the Bears or the whoever's going to have the one or two picks, like that's a rookie. And that's, that's mm-hmm. good because you've got the rookie contract. But like, you're going to be able to offer someone... Um, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I do think the Chargers will be in a pretty good situation. Now, I don't typically throw a lot of money at someone, and I see there's a lot of talk about whether Belichick will go. What through.
1: do you think about the Bill Belichick thought? I, I I, mean, compared to the Commanders and the Panthers, I think I'm okay with it. But, again, I, it's, it's about what you think about Bill Belichick in
0: 2023-24. Well, I think it makes a lot of sense, honestly. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense because – that defense should be much better than it is, and Bill Belichick will make it better. Like Pat's defense, still this year has been pretty good, yeah. right? Like it's just the offense is a mess. And I think with Herbert at quarterback, the offense will be good, um, and so yeah, they'll be able to figure it out. I actually think it is it, it it yeah. What if you have to give up a first for him? I guess you do, probably. You know, if you have to give up a first for him.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, now. but then there's also the thoughts about the the. Patriots parting ways with him anyway, and potentially just letting him roll.
0: Yeah, yeah. I bet they'll have to deal for him. Okay. I bet they'd have to trade for him. I, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense for the Chargers who need credibility. What if the Chargers last mattered, Really?
1: Right? Um, Norv Turner, number one overall seed in the AFC. They always came up short with Phillip Rivers and LT. I think they were that was okay. That was a good that was yeah. a good moment for them. Although they never reached the potential that everybody thought they could reach.
0: I'm not sure what. You know, I, 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 I can't evaluate I certainly am not I'm in a position to be evaluating Bill Belichick's coaching. But it seems to me that Belichick needs a new team with a quarterback. And the Chargers need the credibility that particularly like win something, win in the playoffs. Well, who's done that better than Belichick, right? So they need the credibility that Belichick would bring. I think it makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I say this tongue-in-cheek. Do you think uh, Justin Herbert earned some MVP votes last night? Good God. I mean, I, uh, yeah. Connor made it, Connor made it uh, pretty obvious. They lose by 63-21 with him. They'd probably lose 24-22 to 22, uh, <laughs> or with him. Uh, you know what I mean? So, like, I get it. But, um, uh, like, it does, uh, it does uh, show. It just does show. Yeah, we can have our, our complaints about Justin Herbert, him not coming up in the fourth quarter uh, big all the time. But he's been put in a lot of those situations, and quite frankly, you see what that team is without him.
0: They were also a non-playoff team with him. Yep. Hey. But, yes, yes, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it does. 63-21 yeah. versus 24-22. Yeah. to
1: 22. It, it One's really more good. respectable than the other. Both yeah. losses. I get it. I get it. But I, I think it's just I, – I. you know I am a Justin Did Herbert proponent. Did you know
0: proponent. that next Saturday – we got bowl games, right? Yeah. We got bowl games. Did you know that next Saturday there are three different bowl games – in the state of Alabama. All happening next Saturday. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. It's true. I was looking at the bowl schedule today. There are I I can't there's I can't even remember the Birmingham Bowl is one. But there's two other bowl games next all in the state that's how that's how that's how crazy our bowl system is. Three different bowl games in the state of Alabama next Saturday. So we how can toast to the start of bowl season. Uh, this weekend, as it kicks off as well.
1: Beautiful. Well, uh, you do that and enjoy your weekend, Jeff. I appreciate it. See ya. Bye yes, sir. Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X, Daily Memphian columnist. Also, uh, radio work 9 to 11 with Jeff Calkins Show right here on 929 FM ESPN. He has provided a great transition because we're about to talk about bowl games and get you some picks next with Lee Sterling. Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 929 FM
2: ESPN. Feel they're They keep trying to tell me all oh,
1: you want season is upon us we have georgia southern and ohio leading us off tomorrow in the myrtle beach bowl at 10 a.m so get up get that coffee and get watching some bowl games and also if you want some picks i have just the guy for you from paramount sports at paramount sports on x lee sterling co-host of the locked on vets podcast via the locked on network number one handicapper for nfl college football ufc and nhl for covers he joins me now lee what's happening how are you
2: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's a little sad. This is the yeah. last uh, week I'm going to be doing segments, but uh, we'll reconvene uh, before the Friday before the Super Bowl, and I'll give you my selection there and some fun and some serious prop wagers, and then the one everyone's always waiting for is my daughter's yep. selection on the over-under on the national anthem. She's going to go for 11 in a, in a row.
1: All right. Now uh, tell me, I don't know if they've an I'm sure they've announced it. Who's got the national anthem this year?
2: I haven't even checked yet. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, we're too far out. We're too far well, out. But it is she's sad. She's in town for for the Jets game this weekend. Her boyfriend's uh father has a box, so we're uh you know, you it, know I can't say no to something like that. Well, let, so
1: let my listeners know. What's her what's her record since she's been picking
2: for you? Ten ten straight. Ten <laughs> straight. <laughs> That'll do. That's pretty good. Well, if someone studies. I mean, she studies it. and She takes it. She hates to lose. So, how about this? She used to... We have a family fantasy league. And she, for two years, shared a team with her boyfriend. She ditched him and got on with her sister. And the two boyfriends, the boyfriend and now the fiance are together. They have the best record overall. She, she hates losing. She's You've never seen a worse <laughs> loser in your life. I hear
1: you. I hear you. Now let my listeners know what specials, what you got coming.
2: So we have what's called a double down December. Every single game from tomorrow all the way through December 31st, that's three weeks of the NFL. We've only had two loosing Sundays. The NFL this year, you get three weeks of NFL. You're going to get three. Uh, Total thirty six bowl games. I think there are from now until December thirty first. We will have, probably have selections on twenty to twenty three of them. And normally it's three ninety seven, just one hundred ninety seven dollars. A lot else going on. We're winning in basketball and hockey. You want to try any of the three sports out for ten days, hundred bucks. Also USC huge card yep. going tomorrow night. I think it's the best card I've seen in four or five years it's stacked almost every fight has one or both fighters are ranked so uh we have seven selections there and one of them is a 50 unit rare uh major wager best bet so uh we're 10 and 3 on those in the last five years on our 50 unit selections so uh seven selections there $57, $57, everything's available, ParamountSports.com.
1: Now let's get some win on some sure. bowl games. We have uh, Memphis Tigers versus Iowa State, December 29th in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. It'll be at 2.30. Iowa State, massive favorites right this second, yep. I think for the most part. Eight and a half, uh, it's gotten to nine at some books. Uh, Memphis yep. will have Seth Hennigan and Rock Taylor and all these yep. different guys on the outside, but they're going to be missing two pretty key pieces along the O-line, yep. Davion Carter and Mikhailin Pounders. Iowa State has been really solid. I think they're a lot better than people give them credit for. A lot of their losses were by a score or less. They have Rocco Beck, Anthony Beck's son, at quarterback. Uh, Defensively, they can definitely lock in. How do you see this game going? Memphis being sort of at home in a Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, but they are going to be down a couple of linemen.
2: They aren't. But Ohio State, Iowa State's down starting offensive linemen, and they're number 2 and number 3 running backs. So Mm -hmm. all three of those guys are on the portal. Maybe the most am I most important player in this game could be Memphis wide receiver Joe Skates.
1: Yep, started his career revenge game.
2: Yep, played three years at Iowa State. Had thirty catches this year. I think he knows the plays and he knows the personnel. I think you know, like some teams like Nick Saban always hires someone from the opposing staff, and Bill Belichick does it too in the NFL. He could be the MVP. Basically, a home game. I, I hate to lay points with this Memphis team, but taking more than a touchdown, I think it's the way to go. These two teams met in the Liberty Bowl 2017. My final was... game, Lee. Yeah, no, oh, sorry. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the score, don't you?
1: 21 20, yep.
2: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just <laughs> like me, I remember my final game, too. 7 6 in the semif- state semifinals in high school. Um, shootout. I think. Uh, Iowa State wins 42 38, but Memphis covers.
1: Now, on to uh, uh, December 30th, the next day, we're going to have Georgia versus Florida State. Now, Great. The original thought would be Florida State missed out on the college football playoff. They got snubbed, so they're yeah. either going to be angry or they're just going to lay an egg because they don't seem to care. But on the other side, I think Georgia feels the same way. They lost one game in the SEC Championship to Nick Saban in Alabama, and they probably felt like they should be there as well. Now, this line is absolutely massive because there's no Jordan Travis, and I get right. that. It right. may be Tate Rotomaker— Uh, maybe Brock Glenn will see what happens, likely Tate Rodemaker, But uh, Georgia 14-point favorites in the Orange Bowl at 3 p.m. Do you think they'll sort of run over Florida State? I think that's what most people expect.
2: I I do because not only is Jordan Travis going to be gone, top two receivers, Johnny Wilson, 41 catches, Keon Coleman, Coleman. 50 catches, a combined 13 touchdowns. I I don't see a pass to to win this game for Florida State. Got to also figure in motivation. I mean, if I was Florida State and I was your head coach, I'd talk to the president. I'd say, listen, let's warm up, act like we're going to play, get in the tunnel, (laughs) and get on the bus. Can you imagine? I I mean, mean,
1: but at the same time, you'd probably have to deal with some nice court cases. Probably,
2: probably. But I would make sure I had the president in writing that he's okay with it. Um, But uh, I don't see a path here to win for Florida State. and I doubt there's a path to cover. Once Georgia gets up big... And Louisville should have won that game. The play calling was absolutely atrocious in that ACC championship game. Bulldogs big, 38-10.
1: Now, earlier in the day, on that same day, we're going to yep. have Ole Miss and Penn State in the Peach Bowl. Um, it'll be on ESPN at 11 a.m. Penn State about four-point favorites. Now, Ole Miss 10-2, and two. Yep. Lane Kiffin. Could put an exclamation point on this season, get to eleven wins. That's that's you know, I mean, Ole Miss fans would be over the moon about that. And Penn State's offense is not that great, but we'll. I mean, this is sort of something. Something's going to have to give in this game Um, because I think Ole Miss's offense is pretty high powered. Penn State's defense is solid, Um, and you know, on the other side, Ole Miss's defense has had their moments, but they're not that great. Penn State's offense is really not explosive. Like, how do you how do you see this game going? Ultimately, Penn State, again, four point favorites. I
2: think both defenses are going to dominate the day here. But, uh, you know, when Omis had trouble, uh, they just, I, I just don't think they're creative enough on offense. And I don't think they can bully Penn State. Penn State, you don't know what they're going to present. Manny D has moved on. So I think it's tough for them to expect any type of, by doing preparation, what to expect. From a, a new defensive coordinator, I like Penn State here. Low scoring game here, twenty to thirteen.
1: Now into the playoff, I want to ask you before we actually talk about the games. Yeah. Do you think they got it right? Do you think uh, maybe not like dead on, but like do you think right. that when it comes to TV ratings and competitive competitive games yeah. and keeping the blowouts not a part of this whole thing? Like, what was it, sixty five seven last year's Natty? Do you think they got it right in that regard?
2: I, I think they definitely got the the two most competitive games in the top four teams in there, I I think the Florida State got the shaft. Florida State should have been in there. But this is the best we can expect. And uh, I can tell you this much, a lot of people are rooting against the SEC and the future SEC team.
1: Yep. Now, my my question is going to be answered based on – how you uh how you pick these games but my question would be who would you rule out of this top four because it's hard to rule out any of them yep. uh washington has been a very good big game yep. team they've done really well against oregon they won two yep. games against oregon including the pac-12 championship but we'll go ahead and start there in the sugar bowl we have yep. texas minus four versus washington 745 on uh new year's day on espn um we know Texas has had Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers played probably yeah. his best game of the year against Oklahoma State. Michael Penix Jr. finished second in Heisman voting. Should be a great offensive matchup. Um, but do you think defenses can, uh, can slow down either offense?
2: Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I think Washington's defense is going to have a tough time. They rank close to 100th in four of the six major statistical categories. Whereas Texas defense, the run defense, is really good, giving up only 80.8 yards per game, number four in the country. And it, in the red zone, they, <laughs> it's really tough to score on them. The, the windows you have to throw into are yep. really tight. And Quinn Ewer's last two games, he looks better than he ever looked. And I think their offensive line is very underrated and also a home field advantage. It's going to be like 80-20, 85-15 Texas fans. Uh I like Texas big here. This is the easy one, 38 28.
1: Texas is so back. And then um, Rose Bowl will be earlier. And it's really OG Rose Bowl if you think about it. Alabama and Michigan. And it's going to be fun. 4 p.m. ESPN. It's a pick 'em. It is a straight up pick 'em. And I saw yesterday kind of an interesting thought process. Um, Alabama fi- uh, hired former linebacker, a former linebacker coach yep. that was at Michigan. I don't know if they're trying to steal signs of their own, but how do you see it going?
2: tougher game, but uh, Michigan wants to have some nice long drives, and we're talking about like 9, 10, 15-play drives, eat up 6, 7, 8 minutes on the clock. I think they're going to be able to do it with Blake Quorum in a really good offensive line. I- I've never been in love with Alabama this year. I mean, right. I know they had their best game of the year, the last game, and I was impressed with it, but... Uh, Offensive line is going to have to play at just a high level if they want to win this game. How about this? Michigan only 26 penalty yards per game, number one in the country. Nick Saban, 8-20 and against the spread versus teams that average 42 or fewer penalty yards per game. I won against Michigan big. Last two years in the semifinal. This year, I think they get over the hump here, Twenty-seven twenty. 20
1: Now, uh, your free play is the uh, Brian Ferentz-Swan uh, yep. Song game, so that's fun. <laughs> Iowa versus Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl. Tell my listeners where they can find that and where they can find more,
2: Yuli. Well, uh, I have a real strong opinion on this Tennessee-Iowa game. First five callers get it for free. Call 800-400-9741. Again, the number 800-400-9741. Like I said, all the specials, football, basketball, Hockey and UFC up and available. ParamountSports.com. So I want to wish you, Gabe, and your family and uh, your staff and all the listeners out there a happy, healthy, and a safe holiday.
1: Yep, you too. And I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll reconvene before the Super Bowl. Sounds good, buddy. Take care, yes, sir. That is Lee Sterling at Paramount Sports on X. Sports analyst for thirty years. Co-host of Locked On Bets podcast via the Locked On Network and number one handicapper for NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL. For covers. Now, he mentioned holiday time. Holiday time's a perfect time for engagements, and uh, best place to do engagements, find an engagement ring made to order? That would be Robert Irwin Jewelers. Designer engagement rings are at great prices and available in every budget at RIJ, and you can buy with confidence with the RIJ way. 46 years in business, and they've always been the best at serving Memphians, they have the meant-to-be guarantee. You can buy your loose diamond or custom-made engagement ring from RIJ, and you have 365 days to return. You could break up. You could have some issues with the ring itself, and you get to return it for a full refund. No catches, no exceptions. They have free ring sizing for life. That ring's too snug, too loose. They add or subtract the material that you need, and they do it for free. The diamond trade-up, nobody else does this. If you have a smaller diamond you bought way back in the day from RIJ, you can bring it in, and all you have to do is pay the difference for a bigger diamond if you want a bigger diamond diamond. So that is a fantastic deal. And then also free jewelry spa service for life. And it's a bundle of different, uh, you know, buffing and um, trying to keep that fine jewelry bright and sparkling like the day you bought it and they do it for free. And then they have lots of financing options to make sure every budget is taken care of. Um, They have long-term financing, 60 months to pay, 0% interest financing, no credit check. Um, But they have the new jewelry trends and they have all the trends that you could possibly need to go find that designer engagement ring. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Go to five, one of their five locations, or you can go online at rijewelers.com. Now it's time to uh, transition into small talk. And Entertainment Tonight wrote a piece on uh, Travis Kelsey. I'll tell you what it's about next. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services, reputable service available seven days a week. Now, entertainment tonight apparently doesn't understand that NFL practices are mandatory. Um, but regardless, we had a, a story published by Entertainment Tonight, and it's titled, Why It's No Surprise Travis Kelsey Was Not at Taylor Swift's Birthday Celebration at NYC. Um, they said the Midnight Singer celebrated her 34th birthday with some of her closest friends, including Blake Lively. But a noticeable omission was Travis Kelsey. And they say it's no surprise Travis Kelsey didn't make it to Taylor Swift's 34th birthday party in the Big Apple because he's laser-focused as the Kansas City Chiefs approach their Week 15 um, game against the Patriots in hopes of snapping their losing skid, and then they say a source told Entertainment Tonight that the NFL star remains committed to playing his best and doing his best on and off the field. The team practices are critical, mandatory to attend, and something he takes very seriously. So it's no surprise that he stayed in Kansas City ahead of this weekend's game. I didn't know I needed an explanation. I didn't know Swifties needed an explanation for that, but apparently they get it on the back end. I find this to be hilarious. It's funny. We have to explain these things now.
0: Never had to do it's, it before. It's beginning to turn a little bit, just slightly, within the two fan bases. Like, Chiefs fans are starting to turn on, is Taylor ruining the season? And then Swifties are now turning on, does Kelsey care about her enough? Is football getting in the way? <laughs> well, but isn't the whole reason they
1: got together is because they're very career-oriented exactly. and they liked it, like like career-oriented they like Everybody needs they to they just were? relax. Everybody needs to relax. Yes. They're doing what they're supposed to And do. they say also, uh, if you keep reading in the article, sure, a flight from Kansas City to New York City is only three hours, but work comes first for the two-time Super Bowl <laughs> champion who is hell-bent <laughs> on helping the Chiefs get back to the biggest stage.
0: Jump, yeah, jumping on a and flight And by the for three way, hours, for nothing.
1: Chiefs fans that want to act like the Travis Kelsey, you know, oh, is it a silly. distraction? It's hilarious. No, I, I think it's the fact that you have no wide receivers. <laughs> And the wide receivers you do have can't catch the ball,
0: and they line up all If five. anything, she has allowed a distraction to be talked about. Like, she's a distraction <laughs> yeah, well, away from how bad your offensive has actually been this season. So yes. you
1: should be thankful for Taylor Swift being there. Yes, I, I, Good Lord, though. This is, this, is, this is great. This is great. At least Swifties know now, if they're reading entertainment tonight, that you have to go to football practice because there's game plan that you have to install. Now I bet Travis Kelsey could get away with not being there. But at the same time, not a lot of people can get away with it.
0: Breaking news one of the best tight ends of all time, maybe the best end of all time. Likes to practice.
1: Yes, yes. Now, um, before we get to Eric Hasseltine on some Grizzlies and then ultimately pa- pass you off to Grizzlies versus Rockets on the Memphis Grizzlies Radio Network, I have a gift for you. I have four tickets to Clemson versus Memphis in FedEx Forum, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Four tickets. Count them, one, two, three, four. All you have to do is be the lucky fourth caller. 901-445-0929. 901-445-0929. Be the fourth caller. Um, and these tickets are courtesy of Oxbow. Make sure you get over to Oxbow. Great retail store at 964 June Road. But again, fourth caller, 901-445-0929. And you get four tickets of four tickets Two Clemson versus the Tigers tomorrow. Number 13 team in the country. Massive game. Massive game. First home game in quite a while. But You go ahead and call in, again, 901-445-0929, and we'll go ahead and get to a break. And on the other side, we'll talk some Grizzlies with the uh, Grizzlies play-by-play announcer on the radio, Eric Hasseltine.